I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. Caitlin Bradley. And I'm Sue Smith. And we love, we love scams. scams. And we love each other. We're in the same room. Yes. Oh my. More podcasting in the studio in Brooklyn. It's a dream. A dream. Such a treat. These are way better episodes. Sorry, <laughs> 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 oh, oh, guys, God. for all the other episodes. <laughs> They're great. But it's so fun. Like it's it's just really fun. We can really talk over each other in person now. <laughs> yeah, we can talk over each other and there's not a delay on the Skype yeah. or anything like there's that. Not like, wait, 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 I really want to say. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll, I don't have to like raise my hand to speak. That's what we do, guys. Those are the secrets you're seeing behind. Behind the, the scenes. The, behind the, the mic. closed doors. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're so excited today. We have an amazing guest because we basically are fans of hers, like so many people on the internet. Yes. <laughs> You can find her on Instagram at Katie Not Holmes. The legendary Katie Not Holmes. Katie Not Holmes. Yay. <laughs> yeah, Hi guys. You can find her on Instagram because that is her. <laughs> that is her. And she brought us cupcakes, which yes. no one has ever done before. And she brought so many of them. And I'm going to have ones. a sugar high real bad. And she brought like Braca ones. And she brought so banana great. ones for more banana. So nice. Oh, Katie Thank you so much. Thanks, We're so excited. Thanks for coming. We've been fans yeah. of yours for a long time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes. We want to talk all about scams. Yes. And Katie, you were telling us in the beginning, you said New York City is a scam. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, New York is really a scam. When I first moved here, I was in my high school drama teacher's daughter's apartment subletting it. 
And okay, she, perfect. Okay. Yeah. And so she had been in there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so this was a one bedroom for 1700 just to give you some idea right now. Yeah, that's uh-huh. still pricey. Which is, I mean, it'll in give anyone who lives in New York a heart attack hearing that number. Yeah. You can get a, a one bedroom with a kitchen and a dishwasher. What year was that though? That was in 2010 when yeah. I first moved here. Yeah. I'm yeah. eating a cupcake if you guys yeah. chew in this argument. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, been, go been, get a cupcake yourself. Everybody should be currently bread. eating cupcakes <laughs> if you're listening to this episode. Yeah. So I was there for eight months and the landlord found out that I was living there and he was like, this is, you know, you're not supposed to be subletting a rent stabilized place. Yeah. I mean, oh. Yeah. New York City is a scam. Yeah. When I got my apartment yeah. in California, yeah, they only charged us two months rent. And I was like, up front, I was like, don't you want more <laughs> and yeah. they were like no in california like we're not legally large allowed to charge more than that i was I like know. wow <laughs> renters have a lot of rights in new york but not no. enough not that <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and actually that's one of the stories that you know i started following uh, i read the daily news religiously mm-hmm. yes. like i think it's like the right mix of like okay it's intelligent because you know these are things that are happening in the city <laughs> it's also trashy as hell <laughs> yeah. so trashy it's, it's incredibly trashy yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they report on fights that happen at city council meetings like if i you love have, that if you, if you actually get into like halfway if you're on the subway and you're reading the daily news don't stop at five pages okay. keep going because there is more absolute garbage in there okay yeah what's your favorite garbage from there so i started out kind of reading like i can the reason why I kept reading is there was a scandal with New York housing where, you know, they pay for public housing. Right. And it's really just what the landlord says. What do you mean? You know, they, that's the landlord says, hey, you know, like I charge X amount per building. That, that amount gets billed back to the city. Oh. Yeah. And to give you some idea, the New York City budget is $92 billion. What? Wait, I don't yeah. understand what you just said. Yeah. So there's $92 billion that's approved for the city per year. That's so much money. And then it kind of gets you know, it goes into all these different programs. You know, you have mm-hmm. your, your housing programs, you have, you know, your the subway mm-hmm. gets a certain piece of that. And you have every other public project. Wait, you so know? the landlord pay the city directly? They don't make any money? No, no, no. So the landlord says, hey, you know, if you want this to be public housing, this is how much it is. Oh, Charge the landlord the sets yeah. the city. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's not terrible. Yeah. But they can charge whatever they want. Yeah, because yeah. the city takes advantage of us. Right. <laughs> the city is so yeah. rich. It's taking so yeah. much money from us that I guess you could yeah. say to the city. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, do, do you miss paying New York City taxes? <laughs> no. No. California taxes are 10% on everything. I don't want to talk about California I know. Anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. Okay. It's okay. We're all going to move there and then we're all going to sail away. Over here. Do not mention <laughs> California. You're being a fucking bitch about it. No, it's great. <laughs> but that's how it goes for every single public project there is. You know, you can build a bridge. Uh-huh. And, you know, they, they kind of come up with this price. You know, well, that's pretty easy because you say, okay, the bricks cost this much. Yeah. The labor costs this much. Mm-hmm. much. You know, you have a lot of other examples. Yeah. Of this bridge is the same, you know, kind mm-hmm, of distance, mm-hmm. same materials, same everything. And so that's pretty easy to just go to the city and say, hey, I need 50 million for a bridge this year. Okay. But then you have other projects where they're building, you know, custom software systems mm-hmm. where they're actually, you know, these are people who bill the city $500 an hour. Mm-hmm. Whoa. For I they, believe it. Yeah. And I mean, look, like people who work for Google, mm. you know, Google workers get X amount, you know, to be a custom software developer. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not like it's reasonable to think, yes, like this is the correct price. Mm-hmm. Right. But what's happening actually is that there are layers and layers and layers of subcontractors until it gets yes. to the point where they're finding someone in India for, say, $20 an hour. 
job. It's a yeah. multi-level marketing yeah. scheme. But, yeah. it, but it's actually pretty effective because, you know, if you're on this, if you're in one of those layers of subcontractors, you call yourself a recruiter, right? Yeah. You, you call yourself yeah. a headhunter. You say, yeah. well, I'm just finding talent. Yeah. And then you, you know, you take your cut of like $5 per hour that that person's billed. Yeah. Just like if you're working for a temp agency. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the, essentially your hourly work gets billed to the temp agency uh-huh. and then you get a cut of that. Mm-hmm. But it's, it has multiple layers. Mm. Okay. So, for example, our 911 system was built actually by a contractor called KPMG and they managed the contract managed. Mm-hmm. And then they say to, you know, kind of the top level kind of legitimate seeming recruiter, okay, find us 200 software engineers. Mm. And then that's where it kind of flows down and everyone okay. everyone's taking a slice of the cake. And all they're wow. doing is just taking the invoice that says, you know, this person billed, you know, 100 hours this month to build the software, right? Uh-huh. And then they just increase the rate. Wow. Yeah, they just kind of erase over the rate that the person below them yeah. in the recruiting chain yeah. is billing. And then they pass it up. Until it gets to five hundred dollars an hour. Wow! wow. So yeah. no one's and actually doing the work. Well, nobody actually well, gets the five hundred dollars. I mean, that's you, the you value have the, you that have, one person doesn't get it who's right. ever doing the work. I mean, you have the person in India who's actually doing this work. Yeah, that's that. crazy. How do you? And for them, it, like twenty dollars an hour is great. Yeah, yeah. It um, depends. I mean, well, but how I do you know. know this? <laughs> yeah, how do you know this? Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they've actually, like, there are contractors who have been sued by the city. Really? Actually, yeah. Wow. Yeah, for the 911 system. And then there's also a software system that was built for unions. So, uh-huh. it's kind of a custom piece of, you know, they have to clock in and clock out every day, right? Mm-hmm. And they have to calculate the hours. And, you know, with unions, you have contracts that say, okay, well, if you work 10 hours and you're working at a certain rate, if you're working on a holiday, you work at a certain rate. If you've worked X amount of overtime per week, then you get a certain rate. And it kind of all flows into the system where... They're clocking in and clocking out every day. That one, actually, they got for free because they sued the contractor saying, you know, we found all this fraud. We, we figured out who all these people okay. in the middle were taking all the money. We know that you're that this is actually built in India. Mm-hmm. And so give us our 600 million back. And, they got, and, they, and they got it back. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. They should have given it yeah. to the town in India. who <laughs> was making it. Yeah. Just exactly. give it away. So... Yeah. <sighs> And the 911 system is following the same pattern right now. How do you mean? So that they were audited by the city. Mm-hmm. And the city said, hey, look, we found all this overbilling. We found out where that workers actually were. So, but the yeah. 911, so this this is just happening to the 911 system. And it it's, was it's built. not when I mean, you call, it's, it's their, yeah, their computer I mean, it's, system. It's slow moving in terms yeah. of like, you know, yeah. they're, they're still suing the contractor. And then I'm, I'm sure, you know, they might find out that, you know, people were taking bribes and kickbacks along the way. And so this could be happening. So this is happening like every time the city gets a contract. It could be, yeah. And, or it could be. Uh, yeah. And and they just investigate the ones that are like very glaring. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Which is strange because I mean they should audit this at the very beginning, saying, Hey, like look what the price is. Yeah. Like is five hundred dollars an hour no reasonable? One knows, though. Or, you know, maybe they can get over themselves and say, Look, maybe we should hire a firm in India to do this yeah. directly, right? And why do they contract with specific people like why would the city pick kpmg to do it what rather than bidding it out i i think just because that 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 sounds like a good firm yeah there there are a handful of contracting firms and you want friends and they're friends yeah they're friends that was the big thing too with the concrete club one of the episodes we covered is that there were a bunch of union ties inside right with the windows right yeah 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 
Ugh, those yeah, I mean, the city is agreeing to those rates. And so the, the kind of question yeah, I have is fault. like, if someone's saying, yeah, $500 is, is reasonable, like they're looking the other way. They approve that. Mm, totally. I think recruiters are such a scam <laughs> because they always take a person. One time uh, I did a job through Creative Circle, um, which is like a, a recruiter. And the woman wanted to hire me just directly that I did the job for. And she was like, okay, cool. I'm paying Creative Circle $60 an hour. And I was like, oh, that's funny because I'm only getting $30 an hour. Wow. She was like, yeah, she was like, I'll just pay you $60 an hour. I was like, they're taking half of what they're paying me. That's insane. And I understand when it's, when it's a matter of overhead, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, you have law firms where, you know, people bill out at crazy rates, but yeah. they also have to maintain a building and they have to maintain so office staff. I, I mean, that, I that's know. like... I worked at a law firm. <laughs> <laughs> what do they bill for these days? Well, if you go, let's, let's take a, you know, outside of the corporate world, you know, let's take a DUI lawyer. Yeah. The DUI lawyer says, you know, hey, it's, they'll either do like a flat fee that says, you know, let's, let's resolve this for 25000 Whoa. Or, or, you know, yeah. well, I mean, well, Larissa from 90 Day Fiance is the most famous... DUI lawyer I have DUI lawyer needing person. Well, my dad, my dad was a lawyer and he charged like $150 an hour. And this was like in the nineties. And I used to think that was so much money, but right. so that's why I'm like, how much do lawyers charge? Now? But but consider how much, it, I mean, if that's what he's charging the client. Yeah. Consider how much he's actually taking home out of his like yearly salary. Like, oh con- yeah. Considering how many hours he's working. And then we were like yeah. in a small town and half the times the client couldn't pay. So it's not like he's <laughs> making <laughs> right, right. work. That's what he charged. That's what he charged. That's what he brought home. Sometimes he'd come home with like random gifts. Of course. <laughs> like, yeah. The client paid me in cheese. <laughs> it's a small town. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Wait, let's switch over to 90 Day Fiance because Katie Katie, Holmes, yeah. that is really I your know. This is her bread and butter. Let's, let's hide this in the second half of the podcast. Honestly, if you have to board people with care. other stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, on, we don't mind. Katie is the premier <laughs> 90 Day Fiance Instagram account, I would yes. say. Yeah. Memer. She's amazing. Well, and, and that's funny because I've been going on lately about how I'm kind of retired from it all. And like, no, you're not. I know. I know. You'll never give up the game. But, yeah. But if you need yeah. to go on vacation, we understand. Yeah. 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 Wait. So Larissa from 90 Day Fiance had. Can you explain for somebody who's not watching? <laughs> right. What, who doesn't what's know anything, 90 Day Fiance? What is 90 Day Fiance? Right? Yeah. Um, why? Why is it so interesting? Wow. What's, what's happening? Wow. Where to begin? Where, I, don't, I don't know where to start. I don't know no. where to start. When did you yeah, first fall in love with 90 Day Fiance? Oh, every, I feel like everyone has a great, like when they start yeah, watching yeah. 90 Day Story, like especially like older fans, people yeah. who've been watching it for a year. So my story is actually, I was on medical leave mm-hmm. for oh. like maybe a month or so. And I, I was going to the bottom of my Amazon Prime. Mm. Uh, I was like, I've watched yeah. every series that's on here. And then all of a sudden 90 Day Fiance came up. And this is in, I want to say it was towards the end of 2016. No, 2015, actually. It really is yeah. bottom of the barrel television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I, I binge watched three seasons over that yeah. month. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just could not stop. And, and actually, the, the last season I saw was the one with Danielle and Muhammad. Muhammad. Yeah. Which I think is really like the original couple of, you know, you have this woman who's in Sandusky. She's 44. And she's been 44 for like five years now. Oh, for a long which time. Is, which is great. And she's a hard 44. Yeah. <laughs> she's not I mean, a soft 44. She, she's had a rough life. Yeah. So the idea of 90 Day Fiance is it's a reality show on TLC and they take people that are getting married from overseas. Yeah. Well, they, well they, the story is that they've always met someone usually online. 
mm-hmm. you know, sometimes their other, you know, they they have a family who they have family who lived abroad. I think now it's really they all meet on Instagram. Yeah, I mean the idea of it is the conceit is it's like mail order brides, but okay. But I think that that is a reductive term, and I think it's a sexist term. Right. But like when you think of like mail order brides, that's what this is. So these and, people and who actually, are overseas. Oh, sorry, these people that are overseas, they agree to marry, and is it in ninety days that they then have to get an American yes. visa? Yes. The visa is only ninety days. Okay, so the visa is ninety days. That's why it's called ninety day fiance. And then mm-hmm. as you, there's a camera crew that follows them as to these ninety days of their courtship before they get married. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I and I think one of the greatest podcast episodes to listen to about it is by Kate Casey. Uh-huh. It's in October of 2017, and it's an interview with Matt Sharp. And the she re- knows and, the whole canon. I love yeah, it. Really, yes. Yeah, and so and the the interesting part is the original name for the series was Bachelor Wars Russia. Wow. And he uses the term mail order bride several times. Yeah. Matt Sharp and is one of the creators. He's the well, I, I think pretty, he came up with the concept. Yeah. He, in that interview, he was talking about how it was him and one other producer that had the concept bouncing around because you know, you, you look at the idea of you're filming within 90 days, it creates the perfect kind of tension of there's a know, time you, limit, right? Right, right. And so that's where the whole 90 day fiance name came from. Mm. And, um, you know, he, he really goes into like the deeper part of it of you know, this is why we did the show. This is, yeah. Kate, wait, yeah. uh, Bachelor Wars Russia? Yeah. Oh that my was God. The, uh, Yeah. And the networks immediately said no. That's the original <laughs> yeah. name for it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And he, so, said, he said there was actually a lot of trouble initially where they were trying to figure out if they, they were catering to a male or female audience, which, yeah. if you think about it, if his mind, if in his mind he's saying this is male or bride, right, right. Yeah. He's like, men are going to love this. We're going to get a whole bunch of like hot women. I'm sure he had. Like he just probably yeah. went down the list of things that are. But little that did they know never, that American say. women yeah. want to watch people that are train wrecks get married. Right, right. And <laughs> TLC doesn't cater to men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and, and I think that's exactly right. I think he had to kind of tone down the misogyny and just enough, just enough, just enough, just a little, just barely enough, so that TLC would take it. And that's why I think this show actually draws a lot of toxic viewers. Of yeah, you know, you have people who are xenophobic who say, "Oh, you should never bring over a male order bride because they don't deserve to be here." And actually, that that may change soon. That you know, we this is one of the visas that Trump has threatened to cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what Ninety Day Fiance is. And then you said you started watching it <laughs> when you were like on medical leave. Yeah. yeah. What sort of hooked you to make you obsessed? Not obs- I don't want to say obsessed in a negative yeah. way. Yeah. I love yeah. It. Well, it was funny because there were there was definitely like a drop of a, maybe a year before I got on Reddit, and I was like, oh, there are other people who watch this weird show. Because yeah. I kind of watched it like in hiding. I was like, this is my secret. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, this show a is... A lot of reality TV is... I'm like, this show is yeah. horrible. It's like my strange addiction. Yeah. yeah. Where like you don't... You, you'd never want to admit to it. And yeah. then I found this one community on Reddit and I was like, great. Other people like it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I... You know. Awesome. That's where I came from. Um, I get a lot of people commenting because I write a recap for it for work. And a lot of people comment like... Oh my gosh! I didn't know anyone else watched that. Or like, there's so much yes. shame in watching it. Right, right. And um, I feel like it's going more mainstream now. Like, yeah, it's, it is. I mean, Darcy is a trending topic on Twitter now. Wow, Darcy on Sunday nights. Darcy. It's wow. literally just Darcy. And so if you don't know, if you I don't, don't know, know Ninety Day Fiance, and you see it like your Twitter trending I it was on Mr. Sunday Darcy. <laughs> no, Darcy is um, a member. She has a twin sister, Daisy. Oh. Daisy, um, and she's just looking for love. You know, and <laughs> she and just she just wants is she love. American? She just wants love. She's American. Okay, she's on her second. She's been on the show for like what seems like seventeen seasons, and <laughs> she's on her second relationship on the show. Okay, 
Um, and I don't think that one's going to work out either. Or it hasn't worked out. We're not sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it actually doesn't work it out. It doesn't Spoiler. work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she yeah. goes for the wrong guys. And she just wants, I know, Jesse, and our she, producer, and she, is like, <laughs> so sad. And, and, she, and she has the same pattern, too, of breaking down every time where she, you know, she's in a bar and she's had several glasses of wine yeah. by herself and she's crying or she's on a plane and she's crying or she's in a hotel and she's crying. <laughs> and then every time she just wants, she pressures the guy so hard into like, talking about marriage and she's like obsessed with marriage and stuff and it, it is really sad but oh, also one? oh yeah, yeah. And oh yeah she have oh, two kids yeah she yeah they're they're, they're teenagers see i yeah, have a little tiny go. snippet Monica but then i can't last <laughs> what is your favorite i think okay so i think what's happened last season of before the 90 days like a year oh, ago yeah. is that there's so much instagram it's- shit happening where like the cast is spoiling what's happening on the show and 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 i think with the bloggers that's why i say i'm, I'm retired is that there's this like 24-hour cycle of like you have to keep up and and people are really looking for like what like they're like what's your opinion on this and like i'm to the point where after i saw what happened on season six i'm like these people are not this is not a good use of my time they're toxic they're accusing each other of abuse and rape what and whatnot like six? it's really bad yeah yeah yeah. What, what, what happened, happened on, on season, season six? Oh gosh, with that's a Larissa heavy question. And Colt? Is that what you mean? <laughs> with all of it, but yeah. you know, with Lar- with Larissa and Cole, you know, she she had been accusing him of domestic violence, and then she called the police one night, and she you know was posting on she live posted on Instagram, yeah, all night saying, "Oh, I'm calling the police." You know, Colt's beating me up, and then when they cleaned her up and they showed her mugshot, they found that it was just a pimple on her face, and she'd smeared the blood all over her. Like, really, yeah, saying oh, that Colt had he, been beating oh, her, and he didn't. No, and, and they actually had that in the police report saying, yeah. you know, we cleaned her up and we found that this was a self-inflicted injury. Yeah. Oh my God. It's done. Yeah. So what are the scams with 90 Day Fiance? Is the whole thing a scam? I, I mean, I, th- I feel like it used to be a scam just to get a visa, right? Where you'd have couples where, you know, they're they're not in it for the right reasons as you say on The Bachelor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not here for the right reasons. And... Yeah, and so I, I think those for those couples, like, they really just want the green card, right? Oh, that's Paul and his son, Paul, Pierre. Paul. Do we like Pierre? Cre- no, Creaney. we don't. With Creaney. With Creaney, we don't like <laughs> Paul because every time Paul gets scared of something, he runs into the woods. <laughs> yeah. We don't like Paul at all. Okay. We think Paul is trash, right? <sighs> I think he's adorable. You like Paul? <laughs> Katie. So, no, no. So Paul, believe it or not, and this is this is some special like behind the scenes tea. Paul is actually one of the most normal cast members I've ever Stop talked it. to. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think. I yeah. think he's like totally average. Katie, okay, well, Katie. No, and that's the thing is like I have all these cast members in my DMs. Yeah, right? Katie talks to all of them. That's she plays amazing. all the she plays all the I, angles. I've blocked a lot of them actually. Yeah. Good. Um, but no, he's been the most professional. Like you'd never guess. Really? Like, he's the most professional of all of them. Huh. Maybe that's like, why I, he keeps getting hired back. Because he's been on like three or four seasons right, now. Like, I, and I think for him, he knows who, like, I'm sure he's like that with producers too. Yeah. That, you know, he knows, okay, this is when you have to be polite. Yeah. You know, and I know he's. But he's, why is he getting hired back if he has multiple brides? <laughs> he only has one bride. That's yeah, he only has one. Why does he still on the show? Isn't it 90 Days Over? No, they're spinoffs. You no, know, that's what you would think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They keep getting, it's like, Yes, going back to what Mar- Matt Sharp says, like 90 days is a perfect story arc or whatever. But now they try to extend the season. Mm-hmm. So they'll have like, they have before the 90 days, they have um, 
Happily Ever After, which is after the 90 days. They have 90 Day the Other Way, which is when someone from America goes to the other country. I think that's To live there. Yeah, Yeah, that one is cool. Yeah, yeah, that one actually has the tell-all for the first season coming up. Yeah. Next weekend? This weekend? I think this week is the last episode. And then next weekend is the the first part of the tell-all. Yeah, I think... Which, that leaked. Don't tell me, (laughs) because I've been like... I've been trying to avoid... The spoilers. 90-day fiancé Instagram. I'm the worst person now, yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) So funny. I know. I I don't want it spoiled. But so on 90 day, <laughs> Well, okay. okay. <laughs> on the other way, this woman from Palm Springs who was 60 went to India oh to be with a 30-year-old Indian man, basically. And they'd been together for six years and talking for six <gasps> years. And then, you know... M- he catfished her and she forgave him. Yeah. She, he, well, wow. this was just one element. And then last episode, we're like 17 episodes into the season... We find out he's married. Seven, he's, 17 episodes later. 17 episodes later. Yeah. He's married and he's been married for two years. He's been in an arranged marriage. And she yeah. gave up her apartment, her job, her car, everything to go to India and be with this guy. And they're so in love. Like they clearly Does he love, love her. Yeah. He, he was clipping her toenails in, yeah. a, in a recent episode. In, a, in an episode. Which I know that's. Uh, that's <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's love. It's love. Wow. I mean, Wait, you, you so don't. You don't does, do that. So he catfished her, but he loved her. So he really. Well, who's yeah. really fucking over is the mail order, uh, not mail. The arranged, arranged marriage, marriage wife. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but he loves was, his mail order. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that explains why he's not into the K one visa too. That why? The, because he's married and he'd have to leave his wife. Yeah. Which I don't know if his parents would allow him to just. Yeah. leave the country well and- then he would like probably to have all these issues with his family too so yeah. his family's more comfortable with him just like <laughs> bringing a woman over to live with him and also be married no his family no. didn't like her at all okay no. he hid her from the family and it yeah was, like, he, he had he had one of those mistress apartments for her when she came to india oh my god and no did the show know this was going on and was hinting at it no Wow. Yeah. No, and I, I actually believe that. I believe that he did not tell producers that he was married. Because the producers, when she found out, the producers had gone back to the, to the U.S. Like the exactly. Producers were not oh. even exactly. Thank and they you. had to travel to India to film her. So he scammed the producers. Yeah. yeah. And his true love. Yeah. Sameet scammed everybody. Yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah. Me. Sameet. 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 He's doing a great job. <laughs> it's yeah. really complicated. I know. And the thing is, it's, it is very complicated emotions because it's like, I know that he loves her so That's much. Crazy, and yeah. he's not a bad guy. Or like, he doesn't seem like well, a bad we, guy. We spent 16 episodes thinking this is the star of the show. Yeah. This is the most uplifting storyline. Like, he's, clip- he's clipping her toenails. Yeah. He's bringing her is this food. Them? He- yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We did. And I mean, I remember seeing them and I was, I wrote a piece and I was like, this is like a scamming couple. Da, da, da. This is going to be the one that like, you just know it's not legitimate, right? Yeah. And then I was being proven wrong for 16 weeks. Yeah. And I finally got to the point where I said, okay, this is a real couple. I'm yeah. finally there. And now they have to pull the rug out. And then he's yeah. married. It's yeah. crazy. Now, anything happened? Is there, is he we don't know. getting a divorce or anything? They are filming Happily Ever After right now. <laughs> they are? Yeah. Well, they're, so- they're filming another season. I don't they're know. About, yeah. another season? Yeah. Oh, well, there's season. a lot of pictures of him and this blonde woman. That's Jenny. That's Jenny. That's Jenny. Yeah. Jenny. It says TLC Summit Jenny India is her yeah. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's okay. Cute. She's cute. She's happy. What are some good Instagram scams that the cast members pull? So I have one special scam. Tell oh, me. Yeah. Tell. 
Yeah, so this is one where I'll, I'll leave it to you guys to think of, you know, if this is a scam, because okay. I know you guys were talking about paid followers and whether or not that's a scam. This is actually, and Instagram actually is cutting back on the whole of buying followers. Can you buy bots? You know, oh, the, they were hard to find when I paid. Yeah, oh, we had, yeah, and I they used to be I everywhere. feedback on them because we're so creeped out by it. <laughs> yeah, so people are looking for other ways to do this. This is actually something that Caroline Calloway did in 2014. <gasps> yeah. So this, is, this is how she got her followers in Cambridge. But this, this 90 day are. account is actually doing the exact same thing. What? What they do is they'll DM a meme account or a cast account and yes. they'll say, I'll venue, Venmo you $25. Yeah. And you just do a shout out for me. No. And so, I, I mean, the meme account that I know that got this message, they were offered 25 And I'm sure for cast members, the, the amount might be more. Because all the ca- like the entire cast is given this random account shout out. Whoa! And they're like, so they're called the family Chantal T. Uh huh. And they're up to twenty thousand followers now. Wow! Just from the shout outs, and all they do is post like just random things about family Chantal, which like I feel like that's who's a spin- family Chantal. That's, well, Chantal. that's a spinoff where they got their own show. That was a couple that was apparently so compelling that they were given their own deal apparently yeah. Chantel and Pedro were a couple like five seasons ago and they've been on forever and now they have their own spinoff and I think it's boring here I, I didn't watch after it after a couple has been on for more than two seasons I'm kind of over them and their story arc and they become too produced because it's clear that the producers are trying to think of storylines for them so there's this, okay. all this drama and it's clearly fake and I don't want to watch it anymore yeah yeah and, yeah. I, and I feel like it, I feel like it has to be like a very special circumstance like Danielle Muhammad. I would watch them again a million times. Right. But, if, but they're do, they're doing it for every couple that like, and even like the polarizing couples, like yeah. Ashley and Jay last year. Yeah. Like they were very divisive. And by the end, I know they'd already filmed happily ever after, but they, you know, they, they were so disliked and they were given a season because mm. they'd already filmed it. And mm. because they'd started filming before their season had even finished airing. Mm. And so I think at that point, like, even like two why seasons, am I watching this? Like yeah. even two seasons, like, Michael and Angela feel very produced to me right now. Like incredibly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Angela was on Maury three times. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she's in her fifties and he's in his thirties. She's super blonde, right? She's super blonde. Yeah. She's a hard 50. Yeah. Rough she 50. has one dusty egg. One dusty egg. <laughs> she wants to have a baby. Yes. And she asked her daughter to carry it for her. Ew. That's disgusting. Right. Yeah. And she was like, I, she was like, I got the eggs. I just need somebody who can tote it for me. <laughs> oh my God. She's such a hillbilly. It's hilarious. Oh it's so funny. God. But like their storylines are, you know, <laughs> if something feels contrived, I can spot it a mile away. And I'm like, no, I can't. I feel like people watch that, though. People like that. Though. People I mean, like that. They think it's real or. They, I feel like there's, I mean, the show is so popular now that yeah. like there has to be something to that. Like, I think they're growing their audience. They're growing it to like. Trash. People who don't necessarily care about the series in the same way. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I can't watch the family Chantal is because when you've been on for four or five seasons, it's like nothing is real. And they were having the same fights that they had in the first season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's like, like their their families didn't go along. Okay. Th- that's the balance of the drama. Yeah. There's nothing else. I mean, there's some weird stuff with his sister and whether or not his sister is actually his wife and Really? What? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't no, know that, that that was that was the old gossip and I think it still kind of hangs around where there, there, are, there are a few screenshots where you can see Pedro picking up his sister and he's like grabbing her butt. And so people are like, oh, that's really his his wife. And it's oh. like his island wife because a lot of these people like from, you know, that are like actual like green card scammers, they have wives. Oh, yeah. Like me. Well, they have local wives, but then they come to the U.S. and they have like the marriage wife. And, wow. like the money. Yeah. Everyone needs a local wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly. Um, wherever you go, right? 
Yeah. Do you think that Instagram thing's a scam? I think honestly, it's or is it just like business? Smart business. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I don't know where their account's going to go. Yeah, because it's kind of like, why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah, what's the point? If you're not really posting anything, that's yeah, yeah. Like they don't post tea. They don't post right. Literal yeah, I don't, tea, I don't. not flat tummy tea. I know. I think they're just doing it with. I don't think it's scammy. I think they're just doing it without an ad agency. They're just right. direct. Right. Everything. It's it's like buying ads, like I was saying with Carolyn Calloway. Yeah. Like she bought ads from Harry Potter. Really. Pages, and that's how she got Harry really popular. Potter? Well, because she had that look of like, oh, American Girl and mm-hmm. Cambridge, like, and she kind of had that like vibe to her. Like, so she bought shout that is outs. So smart. Yeah. She from bought. Harry. She would. She would buy shout outs and like recommendations. Whoa. From yeah. Harry Potter fans. Wow. From well, from Harry Potter influencer pages. How much did she pay? That's no idea. smart. I know. How did you find that out? Yeah. How did you find that out? I mean, no, I, I, I talked to other meme pages. Yeah. And, like one of them said, hey, like wow. someone offered me 25 bucks to do something. And I said, no, because I think that's ridiculous. I'm not going to post like yeah an ad for someone else's page on we my meme page. brought you here to ask you. <laughs> We're paying you $3,000. <laughs> that's so crazy. Well, I mean, Carolyn Cowett, oh, I don't, we are, we are, oh. all we do is talk about her. I'm like, I'm in the rabbit hole deep with her. I yeah. am too. Yeah. Like, like I can't help myself with it. Yeah. But that is very smart. Like she knew the exact audience. Like she is right. so good at picking mm-hmm. what will be trendy, what will give her attention. Like she's smart. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have this theory that Natalie doesn't exist. Wow. <laughs> Why do you say that? Okay. There's only one. There, I mean, no, there's so. I'm sorry. There are two pictures of her online. Yeah. Like, I can't find her Instagram account. Yeah. Natalie Beach, the ghost, the alleged yeah. ghostwriter of Carolina. Oh. Yeah. No. I, I mean, who wrote that she, all, she, all she has is the Twitter and it's not super active. And so there are two pictures of her. There's one picture of her supposed face. Yeah. On Twitter. Yeah. And there's another picture that, that Caroline posts. It's like her supposedly in South Africa, like however long ago. And it's like a travel picture. Wow. It's like one thing that she like randomly put her on her page. <laughs> Jesse's mind is blown. Yeah. Caroline wrote it herself. Right. right. What, what if she goes through her own expose article? That would be amazing. What if, what, if, what if she was ghostwriting for O Magazine? Right. Because that's what Natalie supposedly well, does. Did you Google Natalie? Yeah, I, I did a deep Google analysis. And you didn't find anything on her? I found nothing. Really? Do you think she's trying to like hide herself as well? Oh, yeah, and, 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 and go back to 2014 when she started her Instagram. Like, who doesn't love having like a quirky friend? Like, I'm the cool girl and like, this is my quirky friend. Yeah. You know, well, that was like her like vibe back then. I DM'd Natalie to come talk on the podcast after she wrote the article. I DM'd her on Twitter and it took her like three weeks to get back to me on Twitter. So maybe that perpetuates your theory. Yeah. Uh, Katie's face. I mean, Katie's face. She's I mean, blown this, away. I mean, she, like, in the expose article, she was supposedly, like, a handy person. So she has no, like, verifiable employment anywhere. Like, she's Whoa. supposedly a writer, but she's never written anything else. Hot fucking I mean, cake. she's a, I mean, supposedly she's a pretty good writer. Yeah. If you read, I mean, the article is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was well written. It was, like, you could, you could write, you know, if you had that skill, like, why, why are your only credentials, like... Oh, magazine in this one article. That's and it. if you're that connected, like Caroline is alleging that she comes, that Natalie comes from a rich family that's very well connected, like why doesn't she have more jobs than that? You know right. What I mean? yeah. Right. Oh my God. I hope that Natalie is made up. And I hope. Me too. Like, I, I love that. Me too. I love that for us. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. And maybe that's why, like, Caroline, like I said, I've been keeping up with her through my cat's account. Yeah. And, 
she's in LA taking all these like TV meetings and stuff for like her rights to her story. So maybe everyone who's taking doing the meetings knows that Natalie's made up. Yeah, and Natalie supposedly lives in LA now. Yeah. But Caroline wrote this whole thing about, oh, well, I'm not meeting up with her while because right now Caroline's in LA. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm not meeting up with her because Natalie went to New York. Mm, convenient. That's amazing. Wow, Katie, that is such a good theory. I'm, I literally have chills. That's am- I agree. That That's makes so, so much sense. <sighs> I mean, someone needs to look her up on NYU. I think that's the thing to do. On the alumni or whatever? Yeah. Like yeah. If, any, if anyone out there is We're an NYU in, person. We implore you, <laughs> listeners. Can you just look up anybody from NYU? You're, like alumni. Uh, yeah, I think oh. so. They must yeah. have a database or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, or like a, some kind of Facebook group where it says like, oh, go to this reunion. Like she would, in theory, be on there. Right? I wow. Love I love this. We implore you listeners, if you're an NYU person, to look up Natalie <laughs> And then Beach we promise we'll real. stop talking about Caroline Galloway. <laughs> and what she does more. Was that your, life? Was that your goal today? Well, no, we no. already did. We did not talked about her with Danielle too. Wait, also, she posted that Natalie told her how much she got paid for the cut article. So she posted that oh, she yeah. had this long conversation with Natalie and now they're friends. And Natalie told her that she got paid $5,000 for the cut article. I find hard to believe that Natalie would say that and that they would pay that much. What do you think? I think that's a lot. And also, if if we're saying Caroline wrote the cut article, right? Yeah. Then why would the cut send a check to Natalie Beach? Because they never see her in person. And no, no. Because, I mean, you wouldn't send a check to someone who doesn't exist. No, but you can. I mean, you can, but like... So maybe the cut's in on it. Possibly. Yeah. Oh, no. I think you can totally fake that you're another person <laughs> i fully believe you could you could mail it to any address you could send it right, to, to any name say, like yeah. she would, but then caroline wouldn't get paid for it but then how would caroline cash it i don't she, think she would she, maybe it was worth it for the right, attention maybe she, the attention was worth it more yeah. than the five thousand or she for could her. just like forge it like right like pay to the order of and like sign the back of the check as natalie and yeah is this natalie person yeah. alive are we like speculating that now this one person just sitting at home like drinking her coffee well, and we're like, she doesn't I exist. I did think it was weird that it, it was right after the article came out that I DM'd her and she didn't get back to me for three weeks. But don't you think she was like busy? Like there's a lot of other things happening? Well, also like if she's getting this amount of attention, why isn't she capitalized in other ways? Yeah. She was like, she said, I'm laying low for a while. Mm-hmm. But, but if you're going to post that, like use the attention you get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other like tiny detail here is that Caroline had apparently paid Natalie $35,000 to ghostwrite the book, for the book deal, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And she actually had something in the contract saying that money wouldn't have to be paid back. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's, maybe she kept that $35,000 if she's Natalie. That Caroline kept it? Yeah. Oh, you because, because contract she, with the publisher. Right, right. Because she has to give them the book deal money back. Because she, mm-hmm. she never wrote the book. They showed the contract. So Caroline... I understand her like making up Natalie for this article, but then she made up right. all those facts about the publisher too. Made up another yeah, person you know, as a ghostwriter. I've actually never seen the the contract. No, so that's what I'm curious about. Yeah, yeah. So you could ask it, the but, publishers if it really was a contract. Well, she says she supposedly sold it on Etsy. She did. I saw pages yeah. of it on Etsy. Okay, the but, contract? No, the book. But it was like she was selling yeah. individual pages for like five dollars. It wasn't the contract, right? No, not yeah, the contract. okay. So shady. 
Yeah, it's geez. it's the stuff that's like covered with like stars and yeah. like yeah. yeah. I, I saw a couple pictures of that too, and I was wow. like, I'm, I'm like, this is why you don't. Guys, take buy Adderall. my book. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh oh. This <laughs> leads us. Katie never plugs her book. Plug it's your book. Plug your book. Plug your book. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, right? Yeah. It's um BRCA B R C A Awareness to to see if you have any uh genetic mutation. We all have BRCA, but if you're BRCA one or two, that means you have a mutated version of the BRCA gene. And my book is a fun. Easy breezy girl's guide to dealing with breast cancer. <laughs> well, not breast cancer, really. Easy breezy, right? Easy breezy. <laughs> How did you it's do a that? Fast read. It's a fast read. And it's not dealing with breast cancer, it's dealing with um, cutting your boobs off. So yeah. it's fun, yeah. it's easy. And I, I never, I don't, I should be plugging it every single episode, but if, if you know anyone that could help, or if you're a friend or a cousin and you don't, you want to talk about breast cancer risk, but it's sort of scary and taboo, you can always just hand someone the book. And then walk out of the room quietly. <laughs> I think it's like sometimes the topic is so scary and so overwhelming yeah. that it's nice to just share. And also, I was really overwhelmed when I found out I had the gene and the gene mutation. And I um, like didn't want to look at anything clinical or yeah. medical. So I wanted... Yeah, it was the opposite. I was the total opposite. I was like, show me all the like surgeries no. on YouTube. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That scared the shit out of me. You have it as well. Yes. I do. And honestly, like that, I know genetic testing is scary, but it saved my life. Yeah. So I did mean, you I have I, a surgery. I did. When so did I you have your surgery. 2015. Oh, April 2015. That was the first one. Yeah. 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 No, but I went home for Christmas in 2014 and my mom's like, oh, by the way, I have this gene. Like, you know how everyone in our family died of breast cancer? Like I had the gene. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, oh, and you might have it too. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go get a genetic test. Like, I didn't really think anything of it. I'll, yeah. You know, uh, hospitals don't scare me. Blood doesn't scare me. None right. of that does. And so I just went in and they're like, oh, you have it. You know, you should schedule your first mammogram for your 30th birthday, which was the following year. Uh-huh. And so I went in that that day and I found out that I had a tiny, tiny bit of um, stage zero and then also atypical hyperplasia all over. Oh. Wow. And they were like, if you would let this go, because that's the thing about the mutation, the mutation is basically like, you know, if, if you have any abnormal cells, it doesn't step in to stop exactly. them growing. And then it, it goes really quickly. Like my grandfather, or grandfather, my grandmother had it mm. at 40 and passed yeah. a few months later. Mm. So yeah. the, the oh. mutation so. is that your gene, the gene is supposed to suppress cancer development right. in cells, specifically in the breast and ovaries. And there's also melanoma, all other kinds of things. So if you have the mutated version of the gene, it doesn't work as well at suppressing those right. cells. Right. So, so, if you, so if you have any irregular growths, which are normal, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's why the gene exists. Mm-hmm. Take care of that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. so good you caught it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh it was also gosh. the worst 30th birthday present. You right. Get, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like, oh, oh what did God. you get for your 30th birthday? Cancer. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. But so now you, you're over. Did you have, you had like reconstruction yeah, yeah, and everything? Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, good now. I'm totally good. Really done. Oh my God, <laughs> boob twins. Yeah. Dangerous yeah. Boobie girl. Yeah. I'm so glad. Well, yeah. yeah. So buy her book, Dangerous Boobie. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. And it's um, like a light. I love things that are a light take on these heavy things that we all deal with. And that's what. Well, sometimes I think is. you just need a friend to walk you through it. Like I was feeling, I don't know right, if you felt this. Right. In 2013, I felt this way. I didn't know about, I don't know about 2015. I think there was more, a little more info there. But yeah, I felt that totally year, yeah. isolated that. Nobody was talking about it my age. Nobody looked like me. Everybody was elder and everybody said, do it right, after you have right, kids, right. after you're in your 50s or 60s. And I just didn't want to wait. And so I felt like I was one of the first people that was went public with doing it that young. Yeah. Right, and right. so now, thank God, you, you can have like, there's more women to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Hope, yeah. You know. 
Yeah, no, and I, I think it was uh, it was right around then when the Angelina Jolie article yes. came out, right? Which that was like, oh, I'm like, like okay, so, I'm like, so someone gets it. She's the best. Yeah, yeah. Also, I'm like, if the most sexualized woman in the world knows that everybody's like, that her boobs right, are fake, like right. no one's seen my, like no 1.5 one people have seen my boobs, like it's fine. You <laughs> <laughs> can change it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. Well, yeah. it's glad, it's so good that you guys both got that testing and found yeah. it. Yeah. Katie, not Holmes, thank you so much. Are there any other... Is there any other tea you would like to spill while you're here? And have well, but you don't want spoilers. Oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> what about other You're trying. You're scams. trying. Like Instagram scams? Get, yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. get into a rich scam. Yeah. I mean, I feel like with Instagram, it really is just buying your followers. And I think a lot of mm-hmm. other social networks are like, they're really starting to crack down of, you know, you have to verify your email a million times, it seems like, mm-hmm. you know, because they don't want bots. And like, if you have a third party app, that's actually how you can tell which 90 day bloggers bought their followers. How? Because they get their accounts shut down. Mm. Shut down? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. you can get your account shut down with fake followers? Yeah. But, well, oh, but, no. but, no, but you also have to have a problem where people are reporting you. So Instagram looks at your account. Got it. And within the 90 day world, reporting is like you wake up and you like report five accounts just for fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, because guys, it, we, we doubled into the fakeness of Instagram. We were doing experiment with Yeah, followers. how'd that go? Well, we got them. We got a ton of followers, but here, I'll tell you, we got some really creepy ones and I actually started blocking some of them. No. Yeah. Yes, one guy. I paid good money for no, those. But Sue, one guy had like all these like women in bondage and like breasts out and was like oh, super creepy. No. And I was like, I don't want that. So it's sort of weird because then also we love talking to our people. So I'm like, is this a real person? Is this a fake person? It's giving me a lot of anxiety. Well, we had 666 <laughs> followers and now yeah. we have 1,697. Oh, wow. And so, I only paid for 1,000. So yeah. that's pretty good. <laughs> no, it's so crazy. So we're, we're definitely doing it as an experiment to see what the deal is. And I don't know if that like, basically, we're just trying to connect with our listeners. And I don't know if that means that we show up more often on our listeners page or if that means well, that. Uh, I mean, knowing a little bit about the Instagram algorithm, I don't Tell know if you, if you know Jane Wong, follow her on Twitter. Mm-mm. Jane Mansion Wong. Um, she posts about, she actually like went through the Instagram algorithm, reverse engineered it. <gasps> and she'll post about things like, okay, this is why your post is getting a certain amount of like engagement. Because, you know, if you buy followers, Instagram actually, that's, that's how they're trying to like discourage people from doing it organically. So if you have followers that aren't engaged with your page, so let's say you have 10,000 followers and, you know, none of them like your stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like you just paid for the followers. You're not paying for the actual, they're not mm-hmm. going to show up and like, like everything because they're just a fake account and like mm-hmm. they're, you know, basically a sock puppet. Like they follow you and that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is shown to more, to more people, but once you get that like really low engagement rate where you have someone who like, that's what people are saying about Caroline Calloway is that she has 800,000 followers, but she only gets like, 3,000 yeah. likes or something yeah. because so many of her followers are just not engaged. And when Instagram sees that, it'll pu- it'll push your posts down the page. Mm. Because they say, oh, and you this get pushed is- up the page. <laughs> uh. You have to have authentic followers. I mean, that's, that's the thing is if you have more people liking your posts, then it'll show it to more people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have more people commenting, that'll push your post up too. Yeah. Thank you so much for yeah, revealing for your secrets. So fun. Let's so <laughs> thank you for the cupcake. In the oh, yeah. Um, you guys, if you want to follow her, she's Katie Not Holmes on Instagram. Yes. Though she is retired. So Yeah, give her a break. Good luck. Easy. Yeah, I've done anything new in quite a while. Like I've been I've been going through and I've been posting old memes I just never posted. Like I was like, Oh, this isn't funny. And so it just kind of got tossed back in my like pictures and I've been going through my phone, I'm like, oh well, this one this one's fine. <laughs> I post it. 
Katie underscore not underscore Holmes. And if you guys um have some any ninety day tea to spill or yeah um anything, you can email us at scamwellpodcast at gmail dot com, or you can always call us on our hot tip hotline because you know I'm a sucker for a phone call, and that <laughs> number is. Three four seven five zero nine nine four one four. Yeah, and you can. We have a live show, um, UCB LA. Yeah, on November tenth at eight thirty, and we hope that you the can come. Sanctum. Yes, please come. We're um, Scamwell Podcast on all the Instagrams yeah. and things. You can find my book on yes. wherever you buy books. Um, it's called Dangerous Boobies by Caitlin Brodnick, Breaking Up with My Time Bomb Breasts. Yay! Yay! Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.